20 years at the Nardwari Human Serviette Radio Show. From now, 9 p.m. Pacific on CITR FM 101.9 FM. Uh, I always say FM 102 a lot of times. People get mad, but I still call it FM 102. And you'll actually hear that in these little segments that I'm going to be playing for the next 20 years. No real reasoning, no real order. But if you have any requests of any interviews you might have heard me doing for the past 20 years, I've brought my entire archive out here. So email your request, nardwar at nardwar.com. Or phone 604-822-2487. So, yes, I set the digit five. We are going right now from 9 p.m. Pacific today, Thursday, November 1st, to 5 p.m. Pacific tomorrow, Friday, November 2nd, when my show usually ends. The Nardwar, the human serviette radio show. 20 hours straight of interviews. Sorry we're preempting all your other favorite CITR shows, but if you want to get a show on CITR and do it for 20 years, come on down to CITR, CITR.ca, to find out how to join in. Do your own show, and then you can do your own 20-year anniversary. Thank you, CITR, probably the only station, well, definitely the only station in the world that would let me do this. Thank you for holding on to me for 20 years. And I saw station manager Harry Hertzschag wandering in halls. He actually helped me carry tapes that he allowed me to record 20 years ago up here to CITR Master Control. So right now on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show, 20 hours, 20 years. And we are going to start. We are going to go back right off the bat here to October 16th, 1987. And right here, this is an interview with Dave Gregg of DOA. And at the very end, you will hear Stefan Ellis doing the news. And this interview actually is dedicated to Stefan Ellis, who is not here right now. He passed away. However, his equipment is allowing us to actually do this broadcast. So thank you, Stefan. This interview is dedicated to you, and you, the listeners, will hear Stefan Ellis in this interview with DOA from October 16th, 1987, done by me, Nardwar, to Human Serviette, as part of 1987, 2007, 20 years, 20 hours of Nardwar, to Human Serviette. I guess we're sort of taking care of business here at CITR. And we have a special guest in the studio. We have Dave of DOA and Mr. Curious George. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't rouse your curiosity, nothing will. So, DOA, what is DOA, first of all, Dave? DOA? Uh, it's an omnipresent force that... Uh, Without uh, anyone actually knowing it, it guides the course of all of our destinies. So I guess that leads to our uh, second question is, who are your gods? Well, uh, we are our own gods. You are your own gods. Yes. Sort of a, sort of a cyclical thing, you know. And how long have you been your own gods? Um, 
Well, ever since you asked me that question. Well, you, the listener, have control. You, the listener, have the ultimate control. You can turn off the radio, you can make your opinions heard. But you must realize that Nardwar and his cat, Cleopatra von Flufelstein, are only your friends. Yes, that's the motto for our Nardwar the Human Serviette show. And we have DOA here in the studio. Uh, DOA, what's your uh, favorite type of soap? Um, soap, isotope soap. And how hey. many, uh, and what, what, isotope soap, now what exactly is that, dial, or what is isotope soap? Isotope soap is uh, a hit off uh, side one of the greatest compilation album ever assembled, the Let Them Eat Jelly Beans, isotope soap, side two, check it out. And was that compiled by Jello Biafra? None other than. And did you, did DOA ever play at Jello's wedding, perhaps? I once heard an awful rumor to that effect. Or would um, it be awful rumor? Well, uh, to, to say that DOA played at the wedding would be stretching it a bit. It was actually Halloween 81, and uh, the PA never showed up, so it degenerated into a horrible jam session with members of Black Flag and DOA making horrible noises. I refused to participate, and as I recall, when the noise finally stopped, I was heard to shout out, play something I can dance to. And uh, that prompted them to leave, leave the stage. You know, Randy and Greg and those guys were just up there making nauseating noise. That was uh, Randy Rampage then? Yeah. And uh, he's in Ground Zero now, is he not? Oh, actually, you know, Ground Zero is a thing of the past. They've uh, regurgitated the Sick Ones, one of their uh, incarnations of Randy and Brad and uh, Benny Vancouver and uh, Zippy. Uh, Zippy. Now, where is Mr. Chuck Biscuits? Chuck's living in New Jersey. Uh, he's drummed some tracks on the latest Run DMC album, and he's playing with Glenn Danzig, ex-Misfits, uh, in an outfit called Danzig. Well, but they work incredibly slowly, and it could be quite a while before you hear from Chuck again. But he does drum on a few cuts on the latest Run DMC album. So he's doing quite well. We'll be seeing him in a little while. As you know, or you may or may not know, we're leaving on tour on the 23rd to... Go out on the road with uh, no means no. And that must be that must be one of your brilliant tours by now. Well, it's reached a point that uh, I can't count them anymore, so it might as well be the billionth. I was wondering, you know, DOA being around sort of a long time, have you ever gone to a movie, say something like uh, the principal with what movie, the principal with J James Belushi, and you looked in the movie and you see some DOA posters on the walls. Like, have you ever seen any stuff you didn't know, like from movies? I, I don't really go to movies. I don't know. Like, I've heard that sometimes we, we get weasel our way in there in those punk rock thrillers that they make in Hollywood, but, uh, I mean, you know, it's such a pile of crap that I don't bother going to theaters anymore. Well, also I was wondering, uh, do you have any regular people that keep this hounding you at your concerts? You look out there every time and say, God, I know that guy. He's there every time, and but you don't really know them? Uh, in Vancouver, yeah, for sure. There's people that are perennials that uh, I've never, um, you know, gotten to know personally. But you have got to know personally a friend of yours, Mr. Curious George. Now, Mr. Curious George and Mr. Sound Effects Men, perhaps you could inform us on, um, on, on what the situation of Curious George is. Well, the situation of Curious George is basically made up of uh, me, that's Ian, and uh, my friends Ian and Sean from Emily Carr, and Scott, uh, one take Rogers, who... Is that Sean... Sean, uh, Sean Thompson. Is that... 
uh, upcoming Vancouver lithographer. Yes. Many a good work in the, in the art scene happening these days. And how did you meet Dave Gregg of DOA? Well, Dave and I sort of had a, a mutual interest. I started going to DOA gigs a, a while ago. So you were one of those people that, that sort of just showed up? And I was one of those people who showed up <laughs> and uh, went gosh and, and all that. But Dave and I noticed we had a similar, uh, similar interest, uh, one of which is uh, model rocketry and uh, pyrotechnics. Uh, yeah, exactly. Things that go fast and uh, explode. Is that what the sound of Curious George would be explained as? Something that goes fast, something that explodes, something that abounds. Is that the sound of most Curious George? Most definitely, most definitely. And what is your favorite type of soap, Curious George? Actually, um, my mom was going to Woodward's the other day, and she called me, asked if I wanted anything. I asked her to pick me up uh, three bars of zest, because I find, you know, zest, just like they say on TV, it, it really does make you feel cleaner. And it rinses clean, and you don't have a slimy, uh... Okay, are you ready for uh, Name That Baseline? Yeah. Nina, okay, all you people out there in Radio Land, Dave Gregg here, and courtesy our sound effects people. Sound effects people, perhaps some noises, sound effects? All right, well, I gotta say, this, uh, whoever can name this, uh, this baseline will receive two passes to the DOA show this October the 22nd. That's the Intensathon at Graceland with DOA, No Means No, Death Sentence, I Brain Eater, Judy Redul, Mecha Normal, Industrial Waistband, From Calgary, Cryo, Blah, Creo, Rengi, Dippy Agogo, Loop of the Butcher, Loop of the Butcher, Animations, Videos, Displays, Anti-Nuke, Stein River, Native Rights, Central America, and more. Continuous show, two stages, Food by Dids, $8 advance. So if you can name this baseline. Well, uh, actually, if we could get some of the helpers in here to man the phone lines, because I know this, they're just lighting up like anything right here, so maybe the, the helpers could... Maybe a bit more volume on that, uh, sound effects people. Name that bass line on CITR. Okay, Dave, we have, we have, a, we have a, somebody phoned in and said it's something obscure. Something obscure. Is that a correct answer? It's not really obscure. As a matter of fact, uh, Paul Schaefer's band did, played it on, a few, on one of these episodes of that nauseating show, the David Letterman show. Yeah. But I want you to know that I figured that out off the record before he did. And they didn't even do a very good job of it. I'm doing a better job of it right now than they did. So should we maybe move on to another name that bass tune line for the people so people can win out there perhaps? Well, that was like a pretty easy one, I thought. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, but I can't really play that one. Like the way I do it is wrong, right? Uh, so, um, <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm gonna pass the bass over to Ian. Maybe he knows a bass line that someone can name. Okay, okay. We've got we've got a phone call already, and no, you haven't played anything, so maybe our answerer can answer it. Perhaps we've got a clairvoyant in the audience. Oh, this, this... Oh, they're waiting for the next song. They're waiting for the next song to begin. Cheating. I think we need a bit more uh, bass on the bass line, more volume. Vegas, the, the, the answer is. What was that? 
the, the, the caller says it sounds Las Vegas. Well, they obviously haven't been to a Curious George gig lately, so... Uh. <laughs> so, so did, they, did they win, or, or is it another... Uh, no, that's no, not even close. That's, oh, Dave says it's not even close. Call back, I guess. One, one more time here. So, back, back to Curious George uh, doing it? Oh, we have another caller. Uh, answer it, please. Uh, this you again, isn't it? Oh, it's the person phoning in again. Oh. Is it green sleeve? It's a, it's a green sleeve. I got the first part right. <laughs> well, first, the first green something. It's the green jeans. Okay, I guess we'll just keep going with that. Or try another one, perhaps. Back to Dave Gregg of Horn. Back to Dave Gregg of DOA, perhaps for another famous baseline sound effects people. Some sound effects for give give some sound effects to the people out there in Radio Land to make them feel. Thank you for your calls and give them some sound effects to be proud of. All right, I'll, I'll make it easy on these people. Well, you know, it's trying to name that too. When he said it was Green Acres, what's this one? I know this one. Whoops, I played it wrong. We have the answer. If no one out there in Radio Land can name that tune, I'm shocked. Oh, Dave? Dave Gregg of DOA, somebody said you were playing it wrong. I did, I did. All right, all right. I did play it wrong. Like I said before, nothing worse than a guitar player trying to play the bass. It's putrid. Oh, yeah, I forgot you play guitar. Sorry, everybody out there. Dave Gregg doesn't play uh, bass. He plays guitar. Sorry. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. Okay, well, why don't we try one more time again for uh, a, a call? One more, one, one more time. Sorry, we'll give everybody out there one more chance, okay? For my whole repertoire. And if you people out there think Dave Gregg are talented at playing the bass, we'll just wait till 3 o'clock when Dave does CITR's actual <laughs> sporting news. He will be our guest sportscaster at the 3 o'clock news with Stefan Ellis. So. It's like, it Oops, I started on the wrong chord again. Or did I?
Disco sucks, and the other one said was green green acres. We're very good. A double whammy. A double. That that's the winner right there. But that's not the last. Uh, what you just did now, they haven't named that. So well, we have well, one other winner after that. Yeah. Well, I you know I, I'm only going to give away two tickets today, and I'm going to come back. So maybe Someone's we can give one ticket. Okay. Let's see if someone could guess that last tune. Do they know what it is? Okay, I guess it's a Dermot Foley out there wins the tickets. And, uh, and if anybody out there can name the song that DOA played uh, just a minute ago, they can get their name said over the air 12 times by me. So uh, that's what we'll do. If So if you put down the phone and we'll let the next caller phone in and what identify. What was that last song? What was that last song? Hey, way to go, oh, Dermot. Congratulations. We'll, at the we'll see you. can you. pick up your tickets at the station. There. Okay, so, Dave, back to a DOA here for a moment. Um, uh, what do you think of a political question here? Oh, maybe we shouldn't do it, but what do you think of crass, abortion, and the cramps? What do you think of crass, abortion, and the cramps? Are they all together now, or...? I just thought in about a, a, in, in, in a few, in about 20 seconds, yeah. I thought they broke up. You, they broke, okay, so crass broke up. What do you think about abortion? Abortion? Well, interesting, uh, you know, uh, Madonna has a, a song that uh, deals with that. Very good song, too. Very good song. Well, Papa Don't Preach. Because uh, the girls don't need a bunch of... Uh, a bunch of crap about it, you know. They gotta be able to make up their own minds. It's not an easy choice. And uh, I think maybe before we talk about abortion, we should talk about uh, birth control and safe sex. See, does DOA advocate safe sex? Like, for instance, I once heard of a, a group called Pino Rigoletti and the IUDs. Is that a safe sex group? Oh, uh, yeah. And I, I, mentioned I don't know. That seems like dangerous sex to me. But then I can't speak for the whole band. Personally, I'm into dangerous sex. And finally, what do you think the of leather pants? What do you think of the cramps, Dave? That's, that was the third. The question was, what do you think of crass abortion and the cramps? Cramps, like the cramps or menstrual cramps? Oh. I guess uh, menstrual cramps. I don't know. You know, the only pain that uh, menstrual cramps have ever caused me have been, uh, you know, secondhand. You know, if you know what I mean. Well, that's, uh, that's great. One last uh, couple more questions here. Where is Harry Homo? For all, maybe to tell, who is Harry Homo, Dave? Well, Harry Homo was the first singer for DOA, and, you know, he changed my life. Uh, I went to see DOA at the, the Japanese Hall back in 79, you know, and there was Harry on stage drinking a beer, like holding the beer over his head and pouring it down his throat, and then he'd, he'd move his head over to the mic and sing and just keep the beer bottle going, right, and he'd pour down his neck and all down his shirt, and then he'd move his head, after he finished the line, he'd move his head back and drink some more. And the beer didn't last too long, but it was a great move. 
So where is Harry Homo now? Is he living? Oh, is, yeah. he using he's, uh, is he using safe sex devices? I think he's a computer programmer now. He's a computer programmer now. <laughs> we, we have oh Dave, we have we have a winner. We have a winner. Matt Matt Miles gets his name said twelve times over the radio. So and what Matt, was his answer? I'm not sure. I think he was one of the constellation winners. So he gets um Matt Miles. Okay, so can we get so we get a maybe a bass line so I can say Matt Miles' name with some nice instrumentation in yeah, the background. Yeah, come right up here. Just let me find my pick. Yes, you're you're listening to the Nordic Soviet show. Yeah, um, the one man, correct, we're just, the phone lines are being overloaded here, but I'd like to, maybe you could have a background, some background noise correct. while I say... phone lines. Okay, let's, well, let's do something sort of funky here for Matt. For Matt. Good old Matt Miles. for a while. Uh, How late on you right now? Well, we have to have the news has to go first, I think. What kind of priorities have you guys got out here? I, I'm not sure you have to. You can direct all your complaints to Kevin Smith, Program Director, CITR, <laughs> 6138, Sub Boulevard, UBC. I couldn't help but noticing on this sports sheet that I've been handed here that the that it goes uh, baseball, football, then hockey. Well, and not only that, it has to follow the news. Like, what's going on around here? Well, um, I, I don't know. I think this is, this is life. This is life. But I'll tell you what. All right, listen, before we go here, I've got to plug this gig one more oh, time. Oh, there will be more time after the news, I think. There will be a minute to plug it. Just leave people in suspense out there about, about the intensest on gigs. So I think Stefan is a bit agitated. Stefan is a great guy. Everybody out there, I'm not running him down. I think it's, it really does good news. And So all you people out there, sit, up, sit, sit back and enjoy. Stefan Ellis, what's the news? Stefan, you want to um, just... Well, John, it's quite an honor to uh, have DOA here do the sports right after I do the news. But, uh, but first, we'll get to the news. Good afternoon. It is 3 o'clock. I'm Stefan Ellis. The Queen has left Vancouver after a week-long visit to areas of British Columbia. She is on her way to Regina. During a speech, the Queen asked people to give prayer with her for peace in Fuji. The southern Pacific island country has been torn by a coup linked to racial intolerance. The Queen told 300 dignitaries at a dinner that she ascended by events which forced the Governor-General Fiji to resign just hours before. 
Doctors in Loma Linda, California, have begun an historic operation. They're performing a heart transplant on a boy born today to a Vancouver woman. He suffers from a fatal heart defect and is the youngest person ever to undergo the operation. The donor heart comes from an Ontario girl born Thanksgiving Day without a brain. The red-haired boy was delivered by cesarean section, and within two and a half hours, the transplant operation was underway. The operation was expected to take four hours. About 50 strikers have protested outside the Calgary office of Canada Post Minister Harvey Andre as a bill to force them back to work was passed into law. Andre insists the work order was the only alternative. Otherwise, he says, the strike would have dragged on or the union would have won. The legislation means inside posties scheduled to work tomorrow have to be back on the job by the afternoon. It didn't take long for MPs to decide they're underpaid. They've passed a bill that gives members between two and $12,000 for duties they've been performing for free. Among the bonuses, $6,800 for chairman of special or standing committees and $9,600 for the liberal deputy house leader. That's on top of the $76,000 a typical MP earns. In other news, the Conference Board of Canada is predicting little change or change as the economy heads into 1988. The research group forecasts interest rates will rise by about a point. Inflation will creep up to about 5%, while unemployment drops to about 9%. The board thinks the economy will continue to grow, but at a slower rate because of tax increases. Rescue is just inches away for 18-month-old Jessica McClure, the Texas girl who tumbled seven meters down a dry well more than two days ago. Workers have been able to bore a hole through solid rock large enough for a paramedic to reach in and check her condition. But a last word, there, was, there still wasn't enough room to get her out. She is wedged in an upright position. In financial news, the New York stock market has posted its biggest loss ever during the heaviest trading in its history. The Dow Jones Industrial Average plunged about 111 points in frantic trading of 342 million shares. Wall Street is in a frenzy over rising interest rates. The Toronto stock market also registered a big 76-point drop. Uh, thanks, Stefan. And uh, now it's time for Sports Break. And uh, this is Dave Gregg bringing you Sports Break, sports <coughs> sports break today. From, Thank from you. Uh, the southern Pacific island of Fuji. Yes. <laughs> Here in Fuji, we are big fans of baseball, so we'll go with baseball first. The St. Louis Cardinals have dropped injured first baseman Jack Clark from their World Series roster. He's been replaced by right-hand reliever Lee Tunnel. The Cardinals open the World Series today. The Cardinals, excuse me, open the World Series tomorrow night in Minnesota against the Twins. The baseball commissioner's office has announced the six-man umpiring crew for the World Series. American League umps Ken Kaiser, Greg Zock, and Dave Williams will call the plays among with among, along <coughs> with National League representatives <laughs> Lee Wire, John McSherry, and Terry Tata. Hmm. <laughs> interesting names those cats have. Sound like astronauts, don't they, Dave? Yeah, sort of. Anyway, um, two members of the New York Jets are trying to get legal help in an effort to collect their salaries and play this weekend. Linebacker Bob Cradle and tight end Rocky Clever. <laughs> Clever? <laughs> Cleaver, excuse me. Rocky Clever, I'll bet he's not that clever. <laughs> Say they're trying to force the Jets to let them play this Sunday against Miami. Well, and now we get to some real interesting sports here. This is special interest to all you goon-loving Vancouver hockey fans. 
Forwards Ron Francis and Kevin Deneen of the Whalers will be joined by a new line mate tonight when Hartford takes on the home ice Washington Capitals in NHL action. That's National Hockey League. He's, a, he's veteran Tiger Williams, who will join Francis and Deneen up front as the Whalers try and win their first game of the season after four straight losses. Williams has been picked up by Hartford... <coughs> Williams picked up by Hartford after being <laughs> dropped by the L.A. Kings. So, if you're up on your trivia, you realize, of course, that means that the Whalers now possess two of the biggest goons in the NHL, Tiger Williams and... Uh, Dave Semenko, formerly of the Edmonton Oilers, so look out anyone who dares give those guys any trouble on the ice. And now I'd like to uh, turn you over to Ian Curious George Ross with the weather. Thanks, Dave. Well, everyone, it looks like a perfect weekend for rocket launching. Yes, it's going to be partly sunny this weekend. There's going to be some isolated showers, the highs around 13, but it should clear up by tonight with the lows near 4, so get those dine-down quilts out and curl up with your favorite rocket. Should be mainly sunny tomorrow, and the probability of precipitation is 20% today, 10% for tonight and tomorrow. And currently outside CITR, it's partly sunny and a whopping 10 degrees. So get those rockets out and prepare to launch. Dave? Dave? Currently, out CIT currently outside CITR, I think uh, we're probably getting a parking ticket right now, so we should think about uh, bidding you all farewell. But before I go, let me shuffle through my papers, just like they do on TV. And what do I find? A poster for the DOA gig, Thursday, October the 22nd, at Graceland. 1250 Richard Street in the alley. Doors open 8 p.m. Tickets $8 in advance, $10 at the door. Available at all VTC CBO outlets. This is not the news. This is Dave Gregg of uh, DOA speaking right well, now. Well, actually, Thank this is John. the news. This is the news, yeah. The other stuff was what we call Trivial Pursuit. This is the news. You come to this show, you will be the 6 o'clock news. This is none other than the Intensathon with DOA. No means no. Death sentence. I brain eater. Julie Redul. Judy Redul. Mechanormal. Industrial waistband. From Calgary, Creorengi, plus Tipia Gogo, plus Lupo the Butcher, animations, videos, anti nuke Stein River Native Rights in Central America displays, and more. Be there, bring your own chaos, dress up, undress, dress down, bring musical instruments, and eat Did's Pizza. And eat Did's Pizza all the while. There you go. Well, Dave, before we go, there's two quick questions here. What do your parents do? Um. My dad... Uh, Did he ever come to the rock and roll concerts? He's been to see DOA a couple times. And, uh, well, my, both my parents have been to see DOA. My dad uh, has been, uh, you know, uh, been known to scrawl DOA graffiti on the washrooms of BC Ferries and other public places. Your dad. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, you know, he plays drums and uh, builds boats and, uh, you know, generally, uh, yeah, you know, just fools around. And uh, my mom, uh, uh, you know, just uh, picks up odd jobs to make money so they can travel around the world and stuff, you know. Do you have pets? Uh, I got a cat and two kittens that we, we gave them all flea baths this morning, as a matter of fact. What do you feed your cat, and what does your mom feed any pets she have? Well, I don't feed the cat because I think that cats got to make their own way in this world. So uh, my roommate feeds the cat, and uh, my mom feeds the, the cat up there. You know, they live in the country, so the cat gets, like, scraps and... and Deer. Yeah, deer, and brings down a deer or a cougar every once in a while. Birds, you know. 
Well, that, that's there's no free rides around here, you know. That, that's that's what, that's what I that's I think that has to be the motto of the show. There is no free rides, but I would like to thank Dave Gregg of DOA, Mr. Curious George, the sound effects people, maybe some sound effects for this for out there. You're listening to the Nardwar the Human Serviette Show every uh, Friday at 2:30. And thanks again, Dave and Mr. Curious George and Craig Yurish, John Mardino, and all the people that have help, helped out and phoned in. We all love you all. And Dave, we're going to leave with a song that's uh, off one of your 45s. It's uh, dedicated to one of the a famous Squamish Five member. What do you think this song's called? Ah, uh, let me see. I bet it's fuck you. Yeah, and then with that, we'll end our show. Thanks for listening. See you next week at 2.30. Thank you. You're still listening to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and 20 years, 20 hours of Nardwarty Human Serviette. I'm Nardwarty Human Serviette, got my show in October 2007. My show's still going on CITR in 2007. To give you an idea of what my radio show was like back in the early days, I have accumulated, or you can see how it hasn't changed, a whole bunch of little clips for you. Here are some assorted clips going up to 1991. So from 87 to 91 on CITR. Old or New Testament? I think the New Testament. The question is, Pilate, remember Pilate from the New Testament? What does Pilate? He fiddled while... Yeah, no, well, just a minute. Let me ask the question, then you can give me the answer, okay? Did Pilate want 
Jesus to be crucified. Uh, uh, Pontius Pilate washed his hands of it. So did he want him to be crucified? Yeah. No. 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 Well, find a good church. It'll help you. But, um, so who do we have in the studio today? I rephrase the question. I'm well, we got deep. Buttercup on bass. Buttercup on bass. Uh, Sergeant Tom Fury on uh, drums and on guitar. Jello Biafra. <laughs> and comprising the rock group? Uh, no means no. No means no. Local faves. No, I'm... Who? No kidding, it's true. Who are no means no? Uh, no uh, well, I'm Rob, actually. He's John. And I am Jello Biafra. <laughs> what, what is no means no, then? Uh, makes an excuse to tour the world in somebody else's uh, pocketbook. You're a beautiful woman, too, aren't you? Of course. And you're in a band as well. What can I say? So, do you have many boyfriends? Um, yeah. Well, um, let's hear some American music now. Okay. Great. What are we going to do, Los Angeles? Sure. Okay. Okay, I'll play it now if you say you're my friend. Say, Nardward, a human serviette, is my friend four times, and I'll play the song. Just once, if I'm anything. I'm not giving in to this. No, I forget it. This is bad news. What color ice cream do you like? Yeah, shut up. Oh, shut up. Who is God? Who is God? God is my father, and he created me. And before I was even born, he had a plan for my life. Oh, well, turn it and fly in the afternoon to the You're practically a legend in Toronto. You're practically a And this is for you. It's a good luck charm. Miss Pamela Martin, BCT. It's a lucky chestnut. A lucky chestnut. So th that was going to be, the president was going to get that, but now you get that. Thank you so much. Nardwa, the human serviette, is already late, so I'm going to play. Uh, why, oh. you think that, is that my won. concern? He wants I like Nardwa, the human serviette, like a serviette, what do you do? You wipe your ass with it or what? <laughs> Cleo, do you love me? Do you still love me? Thanks. She loves me. From humble beginnings to meeting heads of state, Tom Boo, the man, the life, the mission. Dedicated to help people make their fortune is the mission of the Tom Boo Wealth and Success Institute. And uh, one final question there, Tom Boo. Thanks for speaking to me, Nardwarda Human Serviette. Who is Horatio Alger? Horatio Alger is a fictional character in the American literature. literature. He's a guy who stuck out broke and made it big. And he's a guy called? Yeah, Horatio Alger. But he's also a guy called? A guy called what? Tom Vu. Tom Vu? No, it's a newspaper. Cast me as a character of Horatio Alger. That's all. But that's what you are, Tom Vu. My name is Tom Boo, yeah. and I believe everyone is capable of becoming an Horatio Alger themselves. But wouldn't you like to live an exciting lifestyle? I'm giving you the opportunity. Do something about it. Wouldn't you like to live an exciting lifestyle? I'm giving you the opportunity. Do something about it. Wouldn't you like to live an exciting lifestyle? I'm giving you the opportunity. 
do something about it. Hemp clothes, you mentioned. Paper. Hemp clothes. Now, how is that a possibility? Hemp clothes. Hemp clothes that was uh, the number one clothing for, for thousands and thousands of years. Uh, the first woven fabric was actually hemp. I think that was 8,000 to 7,000 B.C. Um, uh, you know, like all our ancestors wore hemp clothing. Um, hemp material. Now, let, let me tell you something about cotton. Now, 50% of all pesticides and chemicals used on agriculture are used on cotton. Hemp has no natural enemies and, 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 and will grow in virtually any soil in the world. Now, I, I've read reports from Kentucky when they used to grow hemp. It was actually from 1631 until about 1850. You had to grow hemp in many parts of the states, and at times of the shortages, people were arrested and fined for not growing it. People don't know this. George Washington grew it. Thomas Jefferson grew it. Uh, Benjamin Franklin started one of uh, America's first uh, uh, pulp mills, giving the, uh, the uh, colonists the, the, the right to freedom of press. Before that, they could only get stuff printed in England, so they were limited in what they could get out. And George Bush parachuted with hemp. George Bush parachuted with hemp. His, his hemp webbing was made out of it. The engine oil was oiled with it, and the airplane he went in. The stitching in his shoes, the ropes that pulled him in out of the water when he jumped into the Pacific Ocean were made out of hemp. It was, there's actually a 1942... Um, um, uh, film called Hemp for Victory. I have a copy with it, of it, but unfortunately Nardwar doesn't have a video machine here. I would have played a little bit of it. And, and it was urging farmers to grow hemp for the war effort. You see, in 42, the supply to Manila hemp was cut off, and they needed hemp for clothing, material, oil, all these different things. You know, here, I'll read you a little about little, the first couple of uh, lines from it. I, ha I have the uh, transcript from it. Uh, long ago, when these ancient Grecian temples were new, hemp was already old in the service of mankind. For thousands of years, even then, this plant had been grown for cordage and cloth in China and elsewhere in the East. For centuries prior to about 1850, all the ships that sailed the western seas were rigged with hemp and rope and sails. For the sailor, no less than the hangman hemp, no less than the hangman hemp was indispensable. There's hemp rope, then. Oh, there's hemp rope, the, the sails and everything. For instance, the USS Constitution... Old Ironside had 60 tons of hemp on board and ropes, sails, clothing, Bibles. Can you remember the wagons that, that brought the uh, settlers over the prairies were all covered with hemp? The first pair of Levi's jeans. The well, old American flag, old glory, just to, like in the song. Toques? Can you make toques out of hemp? Well, hemp is more like a, a it's not really like a wool. You could make a, a toque out of hemp. Hemp is three times as, as absorbent as cotton. How about a condom? Could you make that out well, of hemp? You could make, okay, you could make a condom out of hemp because anything you can make out of petroleum, you can make out of hemp. Is hemp dangerous? Like, if you injected an erect erect penis with hemp, would there be problems? Well, I don't know why anybody would want to do something so foolish as that. You know, I'm sure if you injected coffee into an erect penis, there'd be problems. Let's begin, uh, Darwin. What is rock and roll music? Well, the term actually uh, was first founded by a DJ back in the 50s. Alan Freed was his name. He was looking for a term that would best describe the musical hysteria, the violence, and a lot of things that took place after concerts by guys like Chuck Berry and Gene Vincent, these type of guys. And basically, he chose a term from a ghetto slang, meaning fornication, rock and roll. That's literally where the term came from and was adopted into our uh, culture and music slang now. Innocent, until I'm proven, you're dead, you're dead, you're dead. 
Can we ask you a question? Real fast. Okay, what is the difference between an American and a Canadian? That's for you to decide. And what right does the media have to pry into things? Well, we're prying right now. And is that, that, is, that, is, that a, is that allowed? Is that allowed? I'm allowing it now against my better judgment because your questions are awfully stupid. <laughs> but the thing is, wouldn't it be nice to suck up to nice little cub reporters and lick them? What is your, uh, in regards to that, like people phoning you, hounding you, trying to track you down, how do you deal with this since you have well, elevated in society? Kind of like this, I say, farewell to you, sir. Hello, is this the home of Hank the Hobo? I'm afraid not. If this isn't um, Roy Christensen, Hank the Hobo? No, I'm afraid it isn't. Norman Merkel? No. 278? No, no. T 278? 8734? No. That's not the number I dialed. No, I'm afraid not. I didn't dial 278-8734. Well, you might have done, but th that's not what this number is. You don't know who Norman Merkel is. I haven't a clue who Norman Merkel is, okay? Why don't you care, though? I'm trying to track him down. Well, I'm sorry. I'm here from England, and I don't know who he is, okay? Look, I need to know who he is. I don't know who the fucking hell he is. Now, shut up. Listen, don't you talk to me like that. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, some clips from the Nerdwarder Human Serviette radio show from 1987 to 1991. Now, here are some clips from the Nerdwarder Human Serviette radio show between 1987 and 1997. I did this once before on CITR Radio. We had the 11-year anniversary of the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show. In case you are tuning in, I am Nardwarda Human Serviette. You are listening to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. The Nardwarda Human Serviette 20-year marathon. 20 hours, 20 years of the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show that started in 1987 and has gone till 2000. And seven, and I did this before in 1998 when I had my 11-year anniversary. We did 11 because I forgot 10. Here are some clips between 1987 and 1997. Hey, John. Hey, actually, um, my radio name is Nardwar. If that's hey, okay. Hey, Nardwar. <laughs> okay. Nardwar, the human serviette, actually, Iggy. A human serviette? Yeah, the human oh, serviette. Oh, I love it. I love it. You know. Is it like, so you're like Nardwar, the human serviette. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, just, you know, kind of like Sting is Sting, you know. Right, you're Nardwar. Yeah. Got it, one name. You're Mohawk, though, Lars. It's, it's a more friendly type, isn't it? <laughs> what, like you can come up and pet it or something? Well, I mean, like, I was always scared by, like, pointy Mohawks than bushy ones. You know, pointy ones, they really have that... Mean look, but your Mohawk, Lars of Rancid, is really nice. Why, <laughs> why, why is yours that way? <laughs> How did you get a job, man? <laughs> you're hella funny. Why, why, uh, you're, sure, you're, sure you're in the right business because the comedy stuff. <laughs> you're awesome. I love you. I well, love thank you, you Lars of Rancid. Uh, no, this is this is funny. Are you the Hugh Hefner of LSD? 
Now that is the dumbest question. Dumb. I want to. <laughs> Who's got the award? I mean, <laughs> I want to congratulate you. I have been uh, interviewed thousands of times, and I've met the greatest professional <laughs> crazed interviewers. Oh, yeah. And you're right up there with. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> he's, like, the best. he's the Joe Joe Montana, right? <laughs> I'm Nardwar the human serviette, Timothy Leary. You are, you sure? I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> Oliver Stone coming to Vancouver on Wednesday, October 15th to the Orpheum Theatre. It seems also you mentioned quite a bit of Ursula Andress. Ursula Pussy, <laughs> Pussy Galore Andress. Now, she seems to be a secret obsession of yours. Were you sad when she married John Derrick? Oh, man, yes. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah, Ursula Andress is one of the most beautiful women of that era. But says you're advertising it. You're advertising well, the show. Well, you know, I mean, you're, you're advertising me in fucking Vancouver or wherever you are, or Toronto or wherever you are. I don't know where you are. Vancouver, got... British Columbia, Canada, Paul Gallagher. Oh, is that right? Why is Canada, it... Canada, have you got your big red leaves on your feet? Why is... Big... Do you have any good Canada jokes at all besides that, Paul Gallagher? You know what I mean? I've got plenty of jokes, but I'm not in joking mood. This is meant to be an interview concerning a book. How much influence, though, do these executives have? Did they force you to hire, like, Karen MTV Duffy? What was she doing on, you know, there? What was she doing on TV Nation? What are you... You know, this is a prime example of what people that drink too much coffee here in this part of the country, you know? Karen MTV Duffy... Why was she, Louis Theroux, right? You know, he was way better. How many, how many, how many hours a day do you spend at Starbucks, sir? You, you've got to calm down. Do you like brothel creepers, Paul Cook of the Sex Pistols? <laughs> I've got a pair on now. Really? Yeah. How did you know? Well, well you've done your homework, haven't you, Mr. Small Alec, whatever your name is? Nardwar, a human serviette, Paul Cook. <laughs> Look, Courtney. Hi, it's me, Nardwar. I told him to get you out of here. You're not allowed I back gonna, here. I was going to say hi to you. But he's uh, not allowed back here, Nardwar. But I just want to say hi to you. I brought, I brought my camera, too. <laughs> fucking, I hate your fucking guts. You're such a pig. Courtney, can, I, can you sign? Will you at least sign? First person I'd see. I was like, the whole way up here, I'm like, Nardwar, Nardwar. I can't wait to see that. Have you got official permission for this? Uh, uh, what, what? Do you have a laminate? Earlier today at a news conference at Science World, a reporter from UBC's CITR radio who was wearing a toque threw an oddball question at Gorbachev. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Nardwar from CITR Radio. First off, Dershne Rockin Uslabodni Svet. What is this? <laughs> What's your question? <laughs> that was keep on rocking in the free world in Russia. Uh -huh. And I was also wondering, of all the political figures that Miss Dr. Gorbachev has encountered, who has the largest pants? Thank you very much. Gorbachev took the nonsense in stride, looking a little confused and a little bemused. The man was questioned by the RCMP, but appears to have been properly accredited for the news conference. How can you single people out? Isn't it kind of scary to single these executives up? I understand you're going to be picketing outside of Nike. Isn't it dangerous? I mean, you're targeting these people. These people killed Kennedy, Michael Moore. Aren't you a bit worried? <laughs> okay, I'm convinced now. It's not coffee. It's crack. The guy is on crack. <laughs> Who are you? I am Justine from Elastica. Justine, what did you get for your bar mitzvah? Bat mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. I didn't get bat mitzvah, actually. Not, never, not one little gift, nothing? Um, I didn't, I refused to do it. My brother got my mitzvah, and I just thought that it looked like far, far too much hard work, really. So I kind of avoided it. Do you guys still wear spandex at all? 
Uh, only when we go to bed, but, uh, you know, not on stage anymore. When did that stop? Um, I don't know, really. Probably when we grew out of them, I suppose it probably, uh, you know, got too big for them. Do you think... Split uh, the seams and stuff. Do you think long hair is necessary for Iron Maiden? You know, I personally love the kind of golden page boy locks that Iron Maiden have personified over the years. <laughs> what do you think about those? Um, I don't know. I suppose I'd love, uh, love it all off if I got fed up with it, really. I think I sort of look like Oliver. Do I look like Oliver? No. Whatever happened to Oliver? You don't know, but Oliver was the best. You and Oliver are my friend. Like, Oliver was the closest I could get to you on the show, Eve Plum. Have you heard about, like, Prozac and, oh, some of the better tranquilizers and... Yes, I have Eve Plum of the... Yes, I have Eve Plum of the... A Manson family. William Shatner, do you remember James T. Kirk? Yes. Did he once hit on you? <laughs> was that like in the National Star or something? Oh, it's just little undercurrents, something like that. William... I never... I, if he did, I don't remember. Apparently hit on you or one of the Stooges, and he's a Canadian, too. <laughs> one of the Stooges. <laughs> and he's a Canadian. And, he's, and you're in Toronto oh, right now. Oh, Canada. <laughs> Lemmy of Motorhead, did you ever see John's children at all? Stop saying Lemmy of Motorhead. Just Lemmy will do, you know. Okay, uh, Lemmy Killmeister? How are things going in the sense of Duran Duran and like the monetary thing? Because like, you know, the guys in KISS, they invested in a coal mine in the late 70s and lost all their money. How did Duran Duran do? Where did you guys put your money? In the record label? Did you save any money? I think we put most of our money into, into like champagne and... Uh Fine dining? Fine dining and um, Concorde flights from uh, New York to London. And... Um, how about your closet? How big is your closet oh, getting? Oh, man, you have no idea. Who killed the Mohawk, do you think, Lars? Who killed it? I blame it on the Beastie Boys. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. You can blame whoever you want. I don't think the Mohawk... <laughs> Next question. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Lenny. Really appreciate the time. Keep on rocking in the free world. And do do the loot do Exactly. It's not sooner. Lemmy of the band Motorhead, do 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 do. It's not sooner. <laughs> Lemmy, you said you had better hearing than Pete Townsend. Do 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 do. That's not um, a question of better hearing. It's just me refusing to respond to your one-liner. Oh, please, Lemmy of Motorhead, <laughs> please. Do 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 do. Back soon. Do 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 do. Are you going to stop doing that anytime soon? Well, just a little grunt for us, please, Lemmy of Motorhead. No, just, no, just, no, no. A little, a little hand clap, maybe? A hand clap? Do, 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 do. How's that? That's good. Usually we wait for, you know, two hand claps, but one hand clap for Motorhead is just good enough. Okay, hello. Yeah, Nardward's Toby still. Okay. You just about ready? We've got about ten minutes or so. Oh, ten minutes. Okay. Um... We have to leave for a flight from Montreal, but uh, so I just want to make sure you know when he says he's got to go, it's because we got to go. Okay, just, <laughs> okay, so I'll have to be quick then. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it may go a couple more minutes, but he'll let you know. Okay, just yeah, give me a couple minutes, like yeah. warning if it's two minutes or whatever. Okay. Okay. So hold on. Next thing you speak to will be Alice Cooper. Great. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? Okay, great. So um, I guess first off um. Hey, stupid, who are you? <laughs> now, wait a minute, how do I take that? <laughs> hey, stupid, how are you? Hello, I'm fine. Who are you? 
Are you talking to me? Yeah, I am. Well, maybe we should start over again, Alice, I guess. Uh, um, hey, stupid, who are you? Hello. It's Toby. Hello, Toby. What's going on? No, I was just saying, who are you to Alice Cooper? And I was hoping you would say, Alice Cooper. Wait, but is this an interview or a game we're playing? No, it's like an interview. It's like, who are you? Alice Cooper. Right. But we know that. Yeah, well, I was hoping that he would be able to say that. Pardon? I was hoping that he'd be able to say that. And why is that? Just because I begin the interview, like, who are you? So we can play it back on the radio. Oh, okay. And oh, this is taped. It, yes. Oh, the, 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 didn't tell us this is being taped for a broadcast. Oh, yeah, this is this for broadcast oh, and... Well, this was for a tip sheet. Oh, this is for a tip sheet as well as broadcast. Okay, well, see, we didn't know that. Oh, okay. So I guess we'll just start again then. Okay, and what, was the, what, are you, what are we doing? Um, I, was, I just said, who are you to Alice Cooper? And I was hoping that Alice Cooper would say, Alice Cooper. Okay, and then what happens? Then I'll ask some more questions. Oh, okay, okay. He just wants you to introduce yourself on the tape. I, I, yeah, I didn't I, we, sorry, we didn't get that. But okay, here you go. <laughs> Hello. So, Alice Cooper. <laughs> okay, do it again. We'll start saying, hey, stupid, who are you? So, Alice, where were you on January 1st, 1994? 94? January 1st, 1994? I didn't do it, whatever it was. Weren't you with Willie Nelson at Bill Microsoft Gates' wedding? No. No? I never made it. You never did, but you were invited. I was invited. And, uh, I was invited. I got my invitation about two weeks after. How did you meet Bill Gates? Was that I've never met Bill Gates. Well, how did you get invited? Was that I have no idea. Was that through golf? Uh, no, I never met Bill Gates. I, I didn't even know who Bill Gates was until after I read it in Time Magazine. But you were invited, though, to yeah. his wedding. Isn't that odd? And he's from Seattle, just like Chris Cornell. I know. Oh, there's a cosmic connection there. And he's a real co-conspirator on your new Last Temptation record. Yeah, he is. He is. But I don't think Chris Cornell ever met... Bill, Bill Gates. He might have been at the wedding. Well, wait a minute. They both have electricity in their house. So, Alice, do you still keep in touch with your old golfing buddies, Peter Falk and Mike Douglas at all? Hello, Alice? Hello, Alice? Hello, Alice Cooper? Alice Cooper? Cooper?
You're still still listening to CITR FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, the 20-hour, 20 20-year 20 Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show marathon, 1987 to 2007, 20 years worth of interviews on a Nardwater Human Survey Radio Show. And you heard an interview there from June 4th, 1994 with Alice Cooper. And after the interview, what you just heard there was Alice Cooper's band, The Spiders, who I loved. Loved, 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 and would love to have asked Alice Cooper about, but unfortunately, the interview was terminated, apparently, because you're not supposed to ask him questions about golf. I didn't know that. Yes, I would have probably asked him a question about golf, but it would have been at the end of the interview, but inexplicably, he hung up. Years later... I came in contact with Ronnie from the rock and roll band, The Muffs. He had heard that interview, and believe it or not, Ronnie had an encounter with Toby, the manager fellow that you hear at the beginning of the interview. And Ronnie said, hey, Toby, I heard Alice Cooper and you talking to Nardwar. And Toby said, yeah, we just didn't know where that interview was going. And that doesn't really make any sense to me. I wish I understood what was going on. I still don't understand, but hopefully you understand now what's going on. 20 years of the Nardwara Human Serviette radio show playing interviews from the past 20 years on CITR radio. If you have any requests, please phone in 604-822-2487, 604-UBC-CITR. If you've heard me at all during the past 20 years on CITR, I've brought in a lot of the tapes. You can also email in requests if you're listening online to nardwar at nardwar.com. 20 years of the Nardwar Human Radio Show, and we'll be ending tomorrow at 5 p.m., Here's a gentleman that appeared on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show in 1996. His name is Iggy Pop. Who are you? Um, if I am a, if I am not a myth, whose legend am I? You are Iggy Pop. Well, yeah. You are the Ickster. I am Iggy. How old are you today, Iggy? 
Today I am 48 years old, but I'll be 49 very soon. I My birthday's next month. I once saw you on the Arsenio Hall show. The Arsenio Hall show. Do you remember being on that show at all? Yes, he's a tall black man. That was a crazy, just you walking onto the Arsenio Hall show with this neat kind of vest on and no shirt. It was amazing. Mm. And I noticed that you look a lot like Mark Arm of Mudhoney. There was like a, I do not. You, <laughs> he might he might look a little like me. Well, he totally look well. Well, anyways, well, no, well, well, going back and forth. There was a, a photo shoot of you two guys a few years ago, and you, he looked like your son, kind of. I see. Well, yeah, there are a lot of people around who look like my kids. On your new album, Iggy, you have a song called Pussy Walk. Yeah. Now, you also have an older tune called Cock in My Pocket. Yes. When you played the UBC Sub Ballroom here in Vancouver, Canada, I guess around 1980, guess what you showed? Uh, was it like my cock? Yeah. Oh. And a couple weeks ago, apparently, on the BBC show White Room, you wore some plastic see-through trousers, which revealed your... Was it like my cock? And during the Big Day Out Festival in Australia, you flashed your... Uh, you mean my cock? No, Mr. Pop, did you really show your cock ring to Tina Louise Ginger? Um... <laughs> uh... What are the circumstances surrounding that Ginger, my idol, Ginger? It was a slow day by the pool in Beverly Hills. Was she frightened, like totally frightened, as when, as when you said boo to Brian Wilson? <laughs> I, I don't know how she felt. You'd have, you'd have to ask her. You did once walk up to Brian Wilson, though, Iggy Pop, and say boo, didn't you? <laughs> uh, is that what Brian says? No, that's apparently the legend. Iggy it's, Pop scared Brian Wilson big time. It's possible. I like Brian. He's very nice. I have I have met Brian, and he's very nice. We spent an evening together. Have you mentioned the word boo to him at all? I don't remember the boo, but, you know... Um, as you pointed out, there are so many children who look like me. <laughs> I maybe don't remember all the things I do. Iggy, when did you first pop out your cock on stage? When was the first time? Do you remember it? <laughs> yeah, it was in a town called Romeo. What year was this? In 1968. Were you the first guy to ever do this on stage that's been documented? Because, you know, a lot of people try to do stuff, but then people are told, oh, Iggy's already done that. Do you think you're the first guy? <laughs> I've already done everything, darling. Like you've already, yeah, you've, you've done everything. So were you the first guy to show his <laughs> on stage was documented, do you think? Or were there other people? I don't know. I wasn't thinking about it. What do you think, Iggy, of Gigi Allen? He was totally inspired by you. Like, Iggy, you started it, and Gigi finished it. it did he get the Gigi, like, from my Gigi's? I'm not... Iggy? Probably. I'm not totally sure, but I know he was totally, totally influenced by you. That's what somebody told me, that he called himself Gigi from my Gigi's. What do you think of him? What did you think of his performance? Did you listen to his stuff? Did you ever see him? No, I never saw him, but I think Gigi's a pretty cool name. How did you avoid the draft, Iggy? Uh, they didn't want me. Didn't you pretend that you were gay? Well, they didn't want me. Why didn't they want you? <laughs> well, you'd have to ask them. That's all I've got to say on the subject. Because in your book, there's something to talk about, like a raging hard-on had something to do with them not wanting you. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know... I'm not, I'm not going to elaborate on that here. Okay. Well, William Shatner, do you remember James T. Kirk? Yeah. Did he once hit on you? 
Was that like in the National Star or something? Oh, it's just little undercurrents, something like that. William, I never, I, if he did, I don't remember. Apparently hit on you or one of the Stooges, and he's a Canadian too. <laughs> one of the Stooges. <laughs> and he's a Canadian. And, he's, and you're in Toronto oh, right now. Oh, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Track six on Naughty Little Doggy, and you are the Naughty Little Doggy. You are a Naughty Little Doggy. You're Iggy Pop. Is called Keep On Believing. Yeah. No, man, I keep believing and wondering, where is James Williamson? Is he really a lawyer in Northern California doing computer music? He's, no, he is a computer executive uh, in, a, in, in Northern California in the Silicon Valley, and I don't think he does computer music or, or has a law degree. Did you once get, he does apparently play a lot of tennis. Did you once get a, you know, kind of anger at him for trying to make New Values a disco record? <laughs> that was actually Soldier, yeah. He got carried away. He wanted to uh, make it 48-track, bring in an orchestra. I thought it was a bit much for a song like, you know, Dog Food or I Snub You. Will Williamson be involved in the proposed Stooges reunion at all, Iggy? Uh, I I doubt that very much. He doesn't play. Um, I, what I had planned was to get together with the guys who actually started the band. So no tennis players or computer execs in the proposed Stooges no, reunion? No, Nancy is squirming and making <laughs> making a move that says, we're at an end. Okay. Oh, Iggy, just a few more quick questions here. I'm just dying to notice. Glenn Fry said in the late 1960s, Detroit was in a fake music boom. There were all these terrible bands getting all the attention, like the MC5, the Scott Richard Case. As far as I was concerned, nobody except Bob Seger had a single ounce of talent. This is what Glenn Fry said. That's what? because Bob Seger was the only guy who would hire Glenn Fry. <laughs> yeah, like, what the hell was he talking about? Because during that time, the iguanas were around. Iggy, your first band, the iguanas. You had shaved eyebrows, dyed platinum hair, wore pajamas, all well drumming. This is amazing. 1965, pre-Stooges. Glenn was bummed because he wanted to start a band with me, and I turned him down. How, how, how excited or how wild did the iguanas get? Like, how wild were you in the iguanas, your first band? The, uh, the most wild thing about the iguanas was I had a 12-foot drum riser. You were way up there. I was way up there. Because according and to... Then, oh, yeah, and then after we left school, yeah, that's right, I got, like, busted. And the band, uh, yeah, we were, I got pretty wild, but they didn't. They all wanted to go to college and stuff. Because according to Iguana guitarist Don Swickerath, you did not start masturbating until you were 25. And the That's church true. And the church council in Petowski wouldn't allow the Iguanas to play Louie Louie until after midnight for fear that you'd do the pussy walk on the locals. That's true. <laughs> and then he also said, this is the legend of the Iguanas, your first band, totally underappreciated, that you charmed the Wrigley Chewing Gum family's daughters? I think it was Reynolds Aluminum and Wrigley's Chewing Gum. And they let you have the run of their mansions and their daughters? That's true, yeah. You naughty little doggy. <laughs> recently, some... Swift Meats also. <laughs> recently, some Iguana stuff has been re-released. Yes. Are you aware of that? Uh, vaguely. Have you got one? Oh, I'm, I've just sent away for the CD. It's available at Midnight Records. Actually, I knew somebody else that once met you at a record store. You were looking through Stooges bo is bootlegs. Midnight, is Midnight Records in Toronto? No, there isn't one in Toronto. No, it's in New York. But some, uh, somebody once got their foot stepped on by you. I see. That was pretty exciting. Who were the Iguana's main rivals at that time? Who were you fighting the against? The Rationals 
were our main rivals. Did you ever get the party or see Susie Quattro's Pleasure Seekers? I did, yeah. I, I knew Susie and thought she was, the whole band was real foxy, and I wanted to just jump on them all. Were they punk? No, they were they were just uh, foxy and bad, kind of like shampoo. Just bad girls, you know. Was Ted Nugent weird back then in the days of the Amboys Dukes? Because they were out of Detroit. You betcha he was. I gotta go now, Nardvon. Oh, oh, just quickly. Just, just quickly. Just quickly. Iggy, please don't leave. Iggy, please. Iggy, no, please don't. Please. Please don't leave. Please, Iggy. 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 apparently, again and again by the Iguanas. Iggy's not singing. He did write the tune, but that's his first band, the Iguanas, with Iggy Pop on drums. Before that, an interview with Iggy Pop from March 15th, 1996. And before that, an interview with Alice Cooper. And before that, some clips from the Nardwar show between 19. 87 and 1997, and before that, some clips from a Nardwar show between 1987 and 1991, and before that, way, way before that, an interview with DOA from October 16th, 1987, all part of 20 years of Nardwar to Human Serviette. The requests we've got so far have been play interviews with Nina Hagen and Killing Joke. I'll examine the archives. They were captured there. 
Also, I would like to say that the song you heard after Alice Cooper's interview with me and my interview with Alice Cooper was again by The Spiders, his first band, The Spiders, doing Don't Blow Your Mind, later covered by the Chesterfield Kings, who are from New York. I wonder if this person ever caught up with the Chesterfield Kings. This is Lydia Lunch and Exine Severnkova from January 19th, 1996. Who are you? I'm Lydia Lunch. And who are you? I'm Exine Chervenkova. Um, hello, Exine. It's a pleasure to see you. I didn't think you'd be here. Why? I don't know. I just didn't think you'd be here. But it's a pleasure to see you, ex- um, sorry, you, Lydia Lunch. Hmm. Thank you. Now, um, Exine, does anybody ever get Lydia confused with Lena Lovitch? No, I think they get Courtney Love confused with Lena Lovitch, don't they? Like Lydia Lunch, Lena Lovitch, Lydia, uh, any, no, you know, no, any no, comparison? No. Next question. <laughs> I see no comparison. But you do, you're, right now you're very hungry, right? Well, that doesn't matter. This is I'm, the, I'm hungry for an intelligent conversation, which I've yet to find. You're, I, I do like that record you have where it says, I did lunch. Uh, you need to read up again. It's Lydia Lunch. No, but the way you read it, you know, you, the way the poster said it was like, I did lunch. You know that poster I'm talking about? Yeah, Don't I, do. Right? I, I do. You're incorrect, though. You need, you need to go back to uh, Hieroglyphics 101. Lydia Lunch, do you still want to commit suicide? I never wanted to commit suicide, but I'm always ready for murder. Exine? What? Do you still want to commit suicide? I never, oh, I never did. When? Who, who were the Paley brothers? What does it matter? Who were the Paley brothers? Two hot young fucks from Boston. Now, did Jonathan Paley once pay to have sex with you, or did you once pay to have sex with him? No, neither. Neither nor. Well, according over here to this magazine, this Ben is Dead magazine, there's a little article there, and it goes on right on here. It says the Paley Brothers, and there's... Anyone that can remember back 17 years has a better memory than I, right? So if you want to interview Jonathan Paley, maybe you should do that. Well, I was just looking at this article, and it said, Lydia... So irrelevant. Well, it said this is a new magazine. You were interviewed for yourself. Yeah, it was, so what? And in the interview... I guess you believe everything you read. And it's, in the interview, it said, Lydia would say, Jonathan, please come home and fuck me. And he also whipped you. And I'm trying to give you a chance to get back at those homeboys. What is going on there? There's no reason to get back to him. It's 17 fucking years ago, and that doesn't mean diddly shit to me, friend. So you have no recollection of it or know you're interested and you never, ever want to be brought up again? Oh, I don't give a shit. It's your fetish, not mine. Okay, I will adhere to your rules. Now, are you aware of some of Lydia's recordings with Blixa Bargeld at all, Exine? Some. There was one. Oh, a, a little. The Thirsty Animal release. There's a bit of screaming there at the end. Now, the rumor was that Blixa was tied up and whipped with chains. What's going on there? He probably was, but I think it was Mufti that was whipping him with chains, since I couldn't really come five feet within his oral zone, because the man stunk of rotted fruit and vegetables so much. Maybe from never changing his rubber pants, I'm not sure. You don't like the past, do you, Lydia? I live in the future and the present. Well, Exine, you like the past. 
I like parts of it. Like, you went out with Stiv Baders. And I went in and out with Stiv Baders many times. I never went out with them. It, it, do, do a lot of people, does it annoy you to a lot of people that worship the Dead Boys? Does that bug you? Do a lot of people worship them? I mean, the Dead Boys, man. The Dead Boys, Stiv. Hey, the Dead Boys still fucking rule. And that one of them's dead is even better. Were you at all interested in any of those New York bands? Like? Well, like the Dictators or the Kiss or those type of rock and rollers. Kiss? Yeah, the Kiss. They were straight out of New York. Jersey, I think. You uh, never had any run-ins with them in the early days? Sure, I had run-ins with all of them. I ran into almost every hot man in New York in the late 70s. Would you like a fucking encyclopedia listing of everyone who I've fucked? Um, who is that book? have all night. Who is that book? Wilt? What book? Wilt. Wilt what? Wilt. I don't know what you Wilt Chamberlain's book. Do you have that in this type of form as Wilt does? No, I'm afraid not. No, at the same time, Exine, you were, were you at about the same time? Were you 1977? Is that your 1977? Is that you? <laughs> no, it's not. Why did Belinda Carlisle end up marrying a Republican? Because she's a Republican, I guess. Lydia? I guess, I guess, I don't know. You know, we, we're, we're very entertained, but you have to get to something that we care about. <laughs> okay, the cramps, please, Lydia, the cramps. Brian Gregory, the cramps. Goth following. What about Gra Brian Gregory? Do you ever respond with him anymore? Do you ever, you know, correspond? I've seen him in 15 years. You, know, you don't know what he's doing? No, I think he's rotting and trying to probably overcome his flesh-orientated uh, amoebic infestations. Because Eight-Eyed Spy kind of had some neat tunes, didn't they? You know, diddy wah diddy That's kind of like Crampsian. It's not at all Crampsian. Well, you know, it's kind of garagey, at least. Yeah, okay. So, they never really found any affinity to those guys? I found some affinity with the Cramps, sure. What about this goth thing? Would you not say, Exine, that Lydia... I don't know, I, when I think your name, Lydia Lunch, aside from Lena Lovitch, I kind of think a bit of goth. And I think the Cramps got goth, too. I think a lot of New York bands got a goth falling. What is goth? And does have any goths been coming out to this rude hieroglyphics tour? I don't know. I don't care. Look, Nardo, goth has nothing to do with me. If you, it's like saying, you know, everyone with black hair looks like Susie and the Banshees. I mean, you got to get with it, dude. You know, your, categoriz your categorizing is just making no sense to me. No, like, there's people coming out to gigs and you go, oh, look, there's the goths, you know? Who gives a shit what they look like? It's what they think about that's important. I don't well, give a look at you. I mean, if you came out to my gig and said, what is this, like, hockey fan doing at my fucking show? This guy, Nardo, what is this all about? I mean, this guy is like, I mean, he... Nardo had a human serviette, Lydia Lynch. He is kind of as irritating as you said he would be. But, I mean, you know, what does it matter what people look like? It's what they fucking think or do. All I'm referring to is you know Down by Law, don't you? You mean a movie called Down by no, Law? No, that Dave Smalley guy. You know, straight edge, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't... I don't give a shit. Yeah, well, they, they, he says that, like, I heard through an insider, an industry insider, that Dave Smalley, he really does still drink, even though he's supposed to be straight edge, but he still, you know, tries to maintain an image to do it for the kids. I mean, are you doing it for the goth? <laughs> You're so funny. You're so silly. You know what? Okay, oh, no, no, we're not finished, we're not finished. A few more... Who that is. We don't know who that is, and we don't care, because we don't know who it is. Lydia Lunch, have you ever met Anton LaVey at all? No, I have no interest in him. Did he influence the tune Black Juju on Shotgun Wedding, where you yell, where you yell, Hail Satan? Uh, no, he didn't. Alice Cooper wrote the song Black Juju, and it was a tribute song. to him. And also, Hail Satan. <laughs> Please. After work working with like, uh, Mr. Kern in his wild movies, what's a, 
stealing that good-looking guy, that like D. Wojnarowski guy. I don't know who you're speaking about. I think he's in the movie Stray Dogs. He's like, <laughs> I really love the way he looks. Where is that guy right now? He's probably dead, since I have no idea who you're fucking talking about. In those Richard Kern movies. One of the Richard Kern movies. hundred people in the Richard Kern okay, movies. Okay, how about the... Facts straight. How about the... Do you like the knife? Uh, what is that knife that Richard Kern uses? I love it. Is squeeze it and the blood comes out? That's right. It's a blood knife. I love the way it's the same knife every time. Oh, well, that's right. And how about that pistol? You know, like, you came in close contact with a pistol. Was it cleaned when you came into close contact with the pistol? Before or after? Well, before. Before the pistol, you came in close contact with it. I don't think that was necessary. It was well greased and oiled and cleaned the way a good machine should be. Right after these Richard Kern movies, you ended up collaborating with Billy Burr Plank? No, I think it was before that. You're, oh. you're going bad. you got to get your history straight, buddy. Billy Plank, like 1981. Now, this guy's interesting. He's into Flintstone cartoon movies? To go from blood to Flintstone? What's his background, Lydia Lunch and Xene? Well, he wrote all the music for the Flintstones and lots of cartoon music during the 50s, 60s, 70s. It's kind of a contrast, isn't it? Go from Richard Kern to the, you know, cartoons? I, wait, no, you're, you got it backwards, buddy. I went from Teenage Jesus to the Flintstone soundtracks, Day-Died Spy, to Richard Kern, and many things in between, which obviously you don't have notes about, but that's okay, because I don't have time to sit here and document my entire life history. But you did have a guy called Jack Ruby in your band. Yeah. And you live in New Orleans now? No, I don't. Well, you did live at one time. Yeah, I did, about four years ago. And where do you live now? That's none of your business. Okay. Um, Jack Ruby, New Orleans, and you like Castro, who just passed through Vancouver. That's very JFK. Oh, it is. I'm waiting for Oliver Stone to make a movie of my life. But, like, New Orleans, all the religion that's there, what do you think about that? Well, I moved there for all the... Uh all the bullshit, the corruption, the hoodoo, the voodoo, the floral sense. I didn't know a person there, and that's why I usually move. What about Ed the Hillbilly Hick? What about him? Well, where is he now? Mm, I have no idea. Well, you did meet him there. Yeah, I did. And do you still have your pit bull? No, I don't. What happened to it? I left it in New Orleans. When I move, I move. Who is God? <laughs> Lydia Lunch, who is God? I have no fucking idea. Don't you know your routines? Who is God? That's not our routine. I thought God is... God is... God is cock. I thought God is cock, Lydia Lynch. God does not exist. Is there anything good about religion? Like, is there one good thing about religion? Like, I once knew these old Russian ladies, and they were dying, but they really, really liked religion, and they had something to, like, look forward to. I mean, could it not be good for them? They're about to die, and, like, they die in church. Isn't there anything good well, about it? Really, no, let's see what the problem is with religion, is that it's an organized corporate conspiracy to steal people's money by brainwashing them. What is good about religion is that it, it gives people something to concentrate, to focus on, to hope for, because their lives are so petty and insignificant that they just can't face the fact that when they die it's over and worms eat your fucking guts. Do you think that AIDS is a form of biological warfare advanced by the CIA? That's one possibility. Well, it's probable, isn't it? But maybe not the CIA. There's other organizations that deal with that more than the CIA would. Like who? Like this started in well, Japan like, at the end of the no, war? No, it started in the United States. NSC or, you know, the World Organization of Health. The WHO? World Health Organization or Center for Disease Control or Accidental Laboratory ex Experiment on Animals or Ineptitude or 
you know. Oh, look, I don't know why people are so upset about AIDS, because if we go back in history... You think I'm AIDS is hilarious, don't you? No, I think it doesn't kill as many people as many other plagues that we've had historically. If we want to go back to the Middle Ages, or even not as far back as the Middle Ages, I mean, the louse, my favorite animal, has personally been responsible for wiping out more men, and I do mean men, than bullets, bayonets, or bombs. Because the, the louse spreads plagues, and there's been many plagues which have been far more devastating, more quickly disseminating than AIDS and people are all in an uproar about AIDS and it's only because in our immediate lifetime we can't remember the bubonic plague we can't remember the sweating plague we can't remember the laughing or St. Vitus Day dance we can't remember these plagues which infiltrated Europe wiping out people in, in two or three days you did a comic book about Dimphna who's Dimphna? Dimphna was a saint considered saint of the sexually insane because her father was a pagan king who once the mother died insisted the daughter become queen. She refused, ran off with a priest in Antwerp uh, near Belgium, Holland border and her father tracked her down and beheaded her because she would not indeed copulate. And that was a comic book that you put the words to and somebody else illustrated, right? Yes, he's also dead, Mike Matthews. I have another comic book coming out in the fall with Ted McKeever's. Is that on Fantagraphics? It will be on DC Vertigo. <laughs> Why did Exine and Lydia Lunch... Hello, how are you doing? I'm perfect. Exine, how are you doing? Oh, I'm perfect. Why did you guys want Courtney Love's recipe for Prozac brownies? I'm sorry. You tell me to we kill him now or later. No, we don't. We don't. We were just we were just making a joke, on the record, a joke. Because you told Lisa Suckdog that, that um you once faxed Courtney, or Courtney said that you once faxed her while she was on K Rock, and you were saying. Look, this is how pathological Courtney is. I was living in New Orleans while she did that radio interview. I don't see how I could hear K-Rock in New Orleans and fax her at the time. So you did not fax Courtney Love saying, stop trying to cop me? No, I haven't. Other, other people can do that for me. I have no desire to have any contact with this her. And she offered you money and you no, took it. No. This no. Is the problem with the technological Wrong. age. This is the problem with the anonymous age of disinformation is everyone... Hey, this is the problem with roller derby. This is Lisa Suckdog's information. If you, can, if you can't trust Lisa Suckdog, who can you trust? Can let me say one fucking thing in this whole interview. Um, is, is, that, is that all these anonymous people pretend to be other people, and it's like the, the, it's the medium of the coward and the liar is this stupid computer thing. And that's thing. why it's perfect for Courtney. But this isn't the computer. I got that out of roller derby. No, but that's how that stuff gets passed around. You said it was faxed. And you said, you know, people call. You're quoting these shitty magazines which don't have one iota of interest in the real truth. And it's all perverted through historical backlog. And people are so consumed with other priorities that what do these petty details mean anyway? Who put David Byrne and R.E.M. on the cover of Time magazine? What year? No, who put them? Who made those people, Lydia? Who are those people that you'd like to identify? I don't give a shit. You don't care about those people that put R.E.M. and David Byrne on the cover of Time magazine? You don't care about those people? Isn't that what you're out to do? You're out I to destroy those people. You don't like those people. Time magazine. But you don't like those people that, that are out there, I that, that machine. for those people. But those you people are the root of all the conspiracy. Don't you have time for yourself? You're so preoccupied with everybody else's past. Where's your own past or history or future? I only have concerns about the world situation and my part in it. That's all I'm concerned with. And at that point, I will close this interview. Oh, like, um, one more, Lydia, just a few more little quick questions here. Do you always win? Like, do you always win? You're beating me here. You do always win. Of course. You were pushed through a plate glass window at one time. Wrong. No? You really need to do your homework. You said that in your speech. <laughs>
and everything I say is completely factual. Well, okay, what about Nicole Simpson's breast implants? Were they popped? Uh, that's Exine's line. Okay. Yeah. Were they Exine? Mm hmm Oh, what's your, what's your take, Lydia Lynch, on Howard Stern's lesbian dial-a-date? Come back with a token of reality onto your belt and I'll speak to you first. Exine, have you ever partied with any sprinkle at all? Oh, anything else like that to listeners out there in the land? Uh, do it yourself. Why should people care about this rude hieroglyphics they tour should. with Lydia Lunch? They shouldn't. <laughs> I don't they, give a shit. They don't. They do. <laughs> All right, well, uh, they should do like I do and do it them fucking selves and not believe secondhand information force-fed to them by people that don't know what they're fucking talking about. So, do you have many Canadian friends? My father was Canadian, and I don't consider him a friend, but he's dead, so I guess it doesn't matter. He was a Canadian? He was? Where did, were you born in Canada? No, I wasn't. How, well, how was he a Canadian? He was born in Canada. I wasn't. <laughs> well, your dad was Canadian. This is amazing, Lydia Lunch. <laughs> well, it's the first you've ever heard of it, and it's true. Your dad was... Where was he from, though, in Canada? Kitchener, Ontario. Now, goodbye. Any relatives there that we can hunt no, down? No, all dead. I'm an orphan, which is how <laughs> I... That's amazing, because Miriam Linna... Remember, you know Miriam Linna, yeah, original drummer for the Cramps? You better stop, because you're forcing me to violence now. <laughs> oh, but Lydia, the, the original drummer of the Cramps, yes, Miriam Linna, is Canadian. Do you know Miriam Linna? Yes, I do. She's cool, eh? Wasn't that mean of him to kick her out? Please, Nardo. You're out of Okay. Okay, well, keep on rocking the free world. All right. You uh, do 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 loot do do x scene? Are you going to have to do it for her? do 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 loot do 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 loot do Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. do 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 loot do I don't do that. I won't. Lydia! Lydia, do 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 loot do If you want the deal for Music West, do 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 loot do
And you're still still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwarta Human Serviette Radio Show, 20-year, 20-hour marathon. You just heard Eight-Eyed Spy featuring Lydia Lunch with Diddy Wah Diddy. And before that, an interview with Lydia and Xine from X from January 19th, 1996. Here's an interview with Sonic Youth from April 17th, 1991. And again, if anybody has any requests, please feel free to call 604-822-2487. That's 604-UBC-CITR. Or email me at nardwar at nardwar. Dot com. Email your requests. We actually had a request all the way from Colombia. No joke. This goes out to you, Fabian. It's an interview with Sonic Youth. And there is a Colombian connection to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Because Andrew Luke Oldham lives part-time in Vancouver and part-time in Colombia. Here's an interview, as I mentioned, Fabian, from Sonic Youth's All of the Band Members April 17th, 1991. 1991. They say differently, but it was 1991. Okay, so we're here on the day is... What day is it today? The 17th of... April. 19... 83. 1991. And first of all, who are you? Sonic fucking youth. Sonic Youth, the rock band Sonic Youth. No, individually, you know, longer, individually, individually, what is Sonic Youth? Like, what are the individual members of the names Sonic Youth? Of the, of the individual, the names of the individual members of the rock group Sonic Youth? Thurston. Thurston? Point to Thurston. Say hi, Thurston. Hi. And next we have... Am I being wrong going to you, Kim? Are you the songstress? Are you like the group spokesman? Group spokeswoman? So it's wrong for me to go to you. Oh, well, I am the only no. woman in the group. But it's good for me to ask for your introduction. And who are the, okay, now who is that gentleman right there with the Desert Stormish type stuff? Yeah, these are Desert Storm cards. Um, Jack Kerouac. Why does he deserve to be here? Right, man. He's on. He's on the road. In, in all seriousness, your name is Jack. Jack. Do you have any more of that acid I saw you taking? Well, actually, we'll get to that. Um, right on the thing. Why Thurston? Me and Dean were on Venice Beach in '47. Why? Why? Why did you start a band in 19? When did you start the band? I didn't start the band. No, I'm sorry. The band started me. You a leader. Okay, why did the band begin when Johnny Rotten said that punk rock was dead in 1978? Who's Johnny Rotten? That guy, Johnny Rotten. I don't know anything about him. Well, okay, well, how about... He was just talking about how punk rock fashion was dead. Oh, okay. Is Sonic Youth a logical extension of, yes, Gentle Giant and King Crimson? Yes. Get fucked! <laughs> why, why did um, Sonic Youth move to New York? Why did Sonic Youth move to New York when bands like your favorite band, The Cramps, moved away from New York? <laughs> I don't live in New York. So why did they? Why did did Sonic Youth? Is it wrong for me to assume Sonic Youth moved to New York? Yes. Okay. So it's an often misquoted rumor that I help perpetuate right now. Yes. You help perpetuate. You help perpetuate. Help perpetuate. So what was the story then? What happened with Sonic Youth? You know Joey Shithead. 
Joe Shedd from the rock and roll group DOA, a local lo local legend, along with a lot of other legends. Benefit for him once. That, so this is some early this is some early history of Sonic Youth. We did a benefit for um, the the bass player and the subhuman. Brian Goble. Yeah, I, I no, sorry, sorry, that was uh, Jerry Hanna. Yeah, Jerry, yeah, Hanna, Jerry yeah. Useless, I think his name Jerry was. Jerry Useless, yeah. yeah. And that was part of Squat. When was that, and where was that? That was about 83. Two or eighty-three. It was when you know the Vancouver Five. Uh -huh. Was that in Vancouver? Was that in Vancouver that, that that benefit happened? No, that was in a little town called Five. A little town called Five. Yeah. Uh, where's Five? It's right next to Six. But where's Seven? You know why? Um, seven is in heaven. You know why? Uh, six eight seven. Six eight seven. The Fibonacci number? Do you know why six eight seven? <laughs> nice try, dude. <laughs> Do you know why six eight seven? Six eight seven. Six eight seven. Do you know why six eight seven? No, no, I don't know why six eight seven. Because seven eight nine. <laughs> Did you name the band? Who named the band first off? Jesus? What is the name? Like I, when I first saw the name Sonic Youth, I thought, I thought the name Sonic Youth was because, like, I liked the rock and roll band the Sonics from Tacoma, Washington, and I thought you were like disciples of the Sonics. How about that? Wrong again. Completely wrong. Yeah. But I was able to assemble a few things that I also um, in record stores at um, Sonic Youth. You know who you filed nearby? Uh, Red Sonic Smith. Susie and the Beatles. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Suck Dog. Wrong. Patty Smith. Beatles. Maybe. And, uh, Carpenters. Slam and Watusis. Well, no, right now in Vancouver record stores. No, tell me, how is this reaction in Vancouver record stores? Are you guys getting um, filed between the Sneetches? Ever heard of the Sneetches? SNFU? SNFU? Some Velvet Sidewalk? How can we be filed between all of those? Spider Baby, the Straw Dogs, and Iggy. Well, of course, you'd always say the word Iggy, so I'm not going to say that again. But there also is the Untamed Youth. There also is the Wasted um, People in Vancouver. <laughs> wasted Youth. There also is the Young Youth. There also is the Youngest. There's the Youth of the Future. There's the Reagan. Did you ever hear youth, youth, youth? Youth, youth, youth. Yeah, the North Canadian band, Canadian punk band, man. Get a hold of your roots and fucking pull them up and sniff them and smoke them. The Vile Tones. Yeah, Screaming Fist. The Vile Tones, um, uh, the Diodes. I saw Nazi Dog kill himself. At Do you have the 1979 History of Punk Rock issue of Bomp? That's the main question here. Actually, who am I speaking to? Sid. Sid of the rock group. Sex Pistols. In Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, at the Coliseum here. In Vancouver, British, this is the Coliseum. They're playing with Neil Young right in the Buffalo Springfield van. But actually, I was wondering, are there any cool Sonic Youth clone bands around? Are there any cool Sonic Youth clone bands? Um, let's see, Led Zeppelin, The Who, Beatles. Yep. Come on, think hard, think hard. Kim, are there any special Sonic Youth clone bands? Neil Young, come on, think harder, think harder. I'll reach into my bag of tricks, and I will pull out, I will pull out a bag of tricks. And have you seen this? Have you seen the Spoo EP? That, well, have you seen the Spoo EP? Yeah, we put that out. Now, what was your reaction to the Spoo? This is Prison Shakes. Hey, come on, Prison, hey, hey be careful. Hey, pal, that's on the Estrus Plus Club from Bellingham, Washington. Dave Kreider, Estrus Records, Prison Shake from Cleveland. Hey, you can't, you can't, you can't do, they listen, they are helping you with that record. Uh, but what is your reaction? Is that, was I, is that a, is that a Sonic Youth clone band? 
I don't know what you're talking about. That's it. Look, you don't know what that is? You've never no. seen that before? Never well, then let him see it. See, look no. at that. This, the Spoo, the Spoo EP. That's a fucking weird picture. How does Daniel Johnson fit into all this? Like a square head and a round bowl. Daniel Johnson, is he not a logical descendant? Is he not in any way associated with the Sonic Youth team? He's a freak? But he's, a, he's an important freak, though, isn't he? Thank you. He's just a guy who's like a singer-songwriter, man. Did somebody from surgery refer to Sonic Youth, Sonic Youth as Agro Rock? Agro, what did they mean by that? Agro Rock. That means we're interested in, in things of a botanical concern. Was that a nice thing of him to say? Yes. Do you remember the quote? Oh, yeah. Are surgery a fun rockin' band? Oh, yeah. Would you like them to open for you more than driving and crying here tonight on the Neil Young tour? Oh, no, I love driving and crying. They're the best. Driving and crying are the best thing about the whole evening, so, you know. They're your sound check, driving yeah. and crying. Come early and, and leave and, early. And, and, and I just dropped it there. And thanks, and thanks for um, dropping it there. I just dropped myself. Since you've been on tour with Neil Young, haven't you? You've been on tour with Neil Young? On tour with Neil Young? A proud Canadian export? Neil. He's a proud yeah. Canadian. Has Neil Young... Has N Young Neil. Neil. Young Neil. Neil Young. Neil, Neil Young. Young. Neil Young. Since you've been on tour with Neil Young, you've been on tour with Neil Young, has he at all bolstered... Has he... Has he at all bolstered his Canadian image? I.e., like, Peter Jennings is from Canada. Has Neil Young talked about Canada at all on his tour? We just talk about different types of cannabis and... and, and cannabis. Uh, what is... Spleef. Have you got any? Spleef. Have you got any doobage, ma'am? Hey, you guys got any bones? What is spleef? Let's smoke some bones. No, seriously, though, in all respects, has Neil Young... Take a break. Has, has Neil Young... Has Neil Young said anything about Canada on his tour? Like, uh, in, in, we're addressing these audiences? As you know, I guess not. I guess not. Um, I was also wondering, do you get paid as much as Tesla would for opening for Bon Jovi? I think we get about ten times what Tesla get. Are Tesla a good act for opening for Bon Jovi? Yeah. They're all good acts. We love all the bands on tour and their buses. All rock bands. But, but I think it's unusual to be paired with Neil Young, because if you pair with Neil Young, Neil Young was on Geffen a long time ago, wasn't he? He was? That long yeah. ago. Kim of the rock group Sonic Youth. Was Sonic Youth. Going was on, but he was, he was kicked off Geffen. And now you, you, it's your fault for inviting him. It's your fault for inviting him back. How, how did that pairing happen? I mean, why is he being friends with you Geffenites? You're Gaffinites! It was all down to a good snorkel job. A snorkel? Yeah. Jello snorkeling or just normal snorkeling? Have you ever uh, seen Gilbert Gottfried on TV? Have you ever seen J.D. King before? Mm-hmm. Who is J.D. King? <coughs> you know the answer to that question. Don't bug us. Yeah, why ask me such uh, questions when you know the answers? Okay, who are the Pussy Willows? Oh, there goes Neil. There goes one right now. <laughs> there goes Neil. Art, art of, art Neil! There goes Neil Salmon. Are the pussy willows? Are the pussy willows the logical descendants of uh, babes in Toyland? I don't know who that. I've never heard the Hell. pussy willows. Never heard of the. I don't think they. Uh, Will you get rid of this guy? <laughs> Come on! Did David Sanborn teach you anything? Yes. Are you a better guitar player than the guy from so Dinosaur Jr.? Who? Lou? Murph. No. Murph. No hash. <laughs> <laughs> there never really is 
was a good time. Oh, look at that guy. When I first saw the, sequ- the Dirty Boots video on, on television... Hey, what's on your mind? Dirty Boots? The Dirty Boots video? I, when I first saw it, I saw... I saw it, When I first saw the Dirty Boots video, Let's I was... see across the water. I was sort of, um... How can I say? I thought... I, I thought it was lame. I thought it was lame. I, I was thought it was corny. And then somebody said, how dare I think that? How dare I think that it's a lame video? That it's really... What... what was I wrong in thinking that? Was I wrong? Yes. Have you been how long has how long is um, they pl- I only play I only meet keyboards players that play with Vox organs. Is that our new keyboard? I only player? Um, play keyboard players play Vox organs. <laughs> this is our new keyboard player, Bill Vicious. <laughs> and he will do the hey. interview. Let's go! Oh no! Hey, we're not we're not finished here. We damn well no, finished. Don't take the card! <laughs> don't take the card! No, you can't take the card. Don't I mean, take the card! You, Mr. Sonic Youth, if you've ever had sex on acid. Don't take the card! I've never had sex. On acid? Would that pot, would that I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't fuck. At least I can fucking stink. You ripped the card! You ripped it! You ripped the bloody card! How the f- you ripped the card! I, you you, okay, oh, here we go. Now, has anybody ever said that the Harry Cruz project sucked? Yeah. <laughs> now, is Lydia Lunch as annoying in person as she is on record? Um, she's not as annoying as you are. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, well, thanks so much for speaking uh, to me. I hope you're not mad, are you? Are you mad? Yes, I am mad. Well, I mean, right now is the point of interview where we, where we let... I'm a mad man. We let you say whatever you want. There never really is a good time. We let you say whatever you want. Sure, Bill. And, and then, am I, sure, I, go inside. Get yeah. Picture. I think Devo were probably the greatest punk rock band that Bill. ever lived. Oh, I have one. I have one last thing here Wave. Be- before we go. Wave. Now, were you guys recently? Is this true or not? Your record, dude. I know. Well, <laughs> it, well you're gonna sign it later, pal, and we're gonna sell it for a lot of money. Well, what's that? Who are you? Who are you and why am I here? Yeah, why are you here? Who are you and why am I here? Who are you and why am I here? I know you are, but what am I? Liar, liar, pencil fire, hanging on the telephone. Me now, recently, you guys were in Seattle, Washington, weren't you? Seattle, Washington. Uh, yes. Did, 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 you, did you not record at, did you record at Conrad Uno's fun loft there at all in Seattle? Uh, maybe. Conrad Uno, hey, just a minute, pal. <laughs> just a minute. No, not in that, not in that bag. No, not in that bag. Look, I have something to show you. I have something to show you. No, I want to show him. I want to show him. I want to show you. No. Hey, hey, come on. Uh, we want to finish the story. Hello. Hey. Hey, you. Hey, you. Let me finish the story. You were at... What did you break? No, no. Let me show. You were in Seattle, Washington, weren't you? <laughs> you were in...
in Seattle, Washington, weren't you, Mr. Sonic Youth? Hey, Mr. Sonic Youth, come on, let's take a peek. Oh! No! Completely scared! No, hey, come on! Oh! Hey! Hey, hey, come on! Hey, you can't run away. Okay, well, we'll fit. We, still, we still can finish. I can't believe this! I can't believe this! I can't, no, no, you, well, let's just move in here closer. Oh, my God! Okay, no, this, oh. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, thanks. Okay, here. Ah. Sorry, okay. Here we go. Uh, Kim of the Rock Group. Scared to death. I just ripped. Uh, Harry Cruz. Just... Of the Rock Group. No, you were in Seattle. What did you record with Conrad Uno? At... Yes, no, what song did you happen to record? Rockin' in the Free World. No, not Keep on Rockin' in the Free World. You recorded... Cortez the Killer. You recorded Charlie... Charlie uh, Parker? Did you record Charlie Brown? <laughs> Man. You didn't record Charlie Brown? Oh. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you did. No. Yeah, you did. No. I'm totally wrong. You did not record Charlie Brown. No. Because look what this was. I brought you here because I thought you record Charlie Brown. The original version of Charlie Brown wow. called Charlie Browning by the young man who sing with Washington lyrics. Talking about the Washington Husky thing. We had that he, song. And he wrecked Charlie it. Charlie Brown. Dear. Look at that. No, no. Hey, let's get the pieces look. out for the camera. Look, that's, that's it. That oh. was... Okay, well, I, I brought, I brought that. That's a rare record, though. So, okay, and finally, finally, thanks for all of litter. Thanks for speaking to me. I'm Sonic Youth, and that other Mr. Is he? Was he wrong? Was that wrong of him to attack me? Oh no! That was right. I deserved it. Yes. I deserved. I deserved to be beat up by heavy metal people. You deserved it, but there's just no wrong for him. What's that hanging out of your bag there? That wire. That's Oh, but finally, why does Led Zeppelin suck? Oh, man. Why does Led Zeppelin suck? I don't know. I thought, yes, we're better. Yes, you're better. Yes. Okay, well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Oh, we got to finish off by asking Kim why does Led Zeppelin suck. Oh, it's oh, okay. oh keep going. Final question here, Kim, is... The truck. We haven't even, you know, I haven't even unfolded it. Okay, that's no All right. Okay, okay. Cool. Oh, our final question here, Kim, is... Thanks so much for speaking to me, Nardwarda Human Serviette here at from CITR Radio. And, um, why does Led Zeppelin suck? Um, because, uh, you know, there's so many bad bands that imitated them. Okay, thanks so much. Oh, can we just get a quick photo of you? Is that okay? Tuck, 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 snack crackers have a new crispy lightness that snaps with a whisper yet bursts into flavor on your tongue with cheeses, tuck pieces, because these smooth golden crackers have a new crispy lightness that snaps with a whisper yet bursts into flavor on your tongue. Tick, tuck, tuck, tick, tuck, tuck, tick, tuck. And you're still listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardward, a human serviette radio show, October 1987 till October 2007. We can say I did last that long because it's November now, October 1987 till 
October 2007. We are going 20 hours straight here on CITR, celebrating 20 years of the Nardwarty Human Serviette radio show. Going to go straight till 5 p.m. tomorrow, Friday, November the 2nd. If you have any requests of interviews that you might have heard me do over the past 20 years, feel free to call in at 604 822 2487. Actually, we have a caller right now. Let's answer it and see what's going on. Hello, caller, are you there? Yeah. Caller, go ahead. I just want to talk to Nard for one sec. Okay, well, caller, just hold on the line and do-do-do-do-do. Do-do. If you have any requests like that caller, please phone in 604 822 2487-604-UBC-CITR. Requests of interviews that you may have heard me do over the past 20 years. And you know what? If you didn't hear me do an interview or have never heard me before, I do my radio show every Friday on CITR, 3.30 to 5. So if you have any requests in the upcoming weeks, I got that line from Power Chord the amazing metal show on CITR that has been on the air for 20 years as well. If you have any requests for upcoming weeks, let me know. If you're hearing me for the first time, let me know. I'll try to do an interview next week, although it won't be for 20 hours. (laughs) Don't worry. Actually, last time I did this in 1998, it was for 24 hours, so you're getting less of me. So if you have any requests for interviews you may have heard me do for the past 20 years, give me a call. Or if there's any interviews you want me to do, next Friday between 3.30 and 5 let me know, and I'll try to do it then. We have had some requests. Like I said, you just heard Sonic Youth from April 17th, 1991. Not sure if I said that date, but, well, I'm saying it again. April 17th, 1991, an interview with Sonic Youth. We have had some requests. Vern emailed in. You can also email requests in to nardwar at nardwar.com. That's N-A-R-D-W-U-A-R.com. Nardwar at nardwar.com. Vern emailed in and wanted to hear my interview with Henry Rollins from August 14th, 1998. And you know what? We're going to deliver that promise, Vern. Nico Mira also emailed in and wanted to hear some Rio statics. Well, you know what? Nico Mira, we're going to deliver that tomorrow at 2.30 p.m., Dave Bedini of the Rio Statics is going to be phoning live in to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show because the Rio Statics, you are psychic, Nico Mira, were one of the first bands that I interviewed in 1987. Just, by the way, what have we heard so far? We heard DOA from October 16th, 1987. We heard some demos that I did from 91, some demos from 97. Those are like show clips. We had an interview with Alice Cooper from June 4th, 1994. We had an interview with Iggy Pop from March 15th, 1996. We interview with Lydia Lunch from January 13th, 1996. We heard Sonic Youth from April 17th, 1991. Again, if you have any requests, 604-822-2487, 604-UBCCITR, nardwar at nardwar.com. And now, by request, for Vern, Henry Rollins from August the 14th, 1998. First off, who are you? My name is Henry Rollins. Henry, I think I know you. Oh, I see. You're a character now. 
No, I'm not a character. Actually, I ran into you in Los Angeles outside of the Guitar Center. I think you were returning a frame. You were in a Carmagia with a beautiful woman, and I saw you going to a frame shop on Sunset. Do you remember that at all? Was that the one where I punched the windshield out? No, you didn't punch the windshield, but you did jam on the dashboard. Yeah. Um, did you remember seeing me, or is that this, does that happen a lot of times? No, that, that was the incident where... Uh, I punched the windshield because this person kept staring at me and I got frustrated and I actually broke that windshield and had to pay for it and put drop another one in. That was my friend Peggy. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry if I caused that to happen, but I was just like looking through the corner of the window. Yes, I know. I just was not, I was at Guitar Center and I did not expect to see, what, what were you getting framed there, Henry? I forget. It was a picture or something? Yeah. So what are you doing here? Like, I can see in Los Angeles, that's kind of like a freak show to meet you there in Los Angeles. But what are you doing here in Vancouver, in my town, Vancouver, B.C., Canada? I, uh, I came here to meet you. So, Henry, you're doing Welcome to Paradox. What is Welcome to Paradox all about? Isn't this show called Betaville? I think it's called Welcome to Paradox. Okay. Well, 